Chris McMonagle here with you for a five-hour midnight ride. That's right. Five. All the way till five. Something fell on the floor. Not sure what it was. I think I'll be all right. I don't know if it was my wallet, my phone. No, I think I got everything. Paul Rosenberg riding the hell out of that music. You hear it. That's it. That's how you know it's going to be a long morning. We're going to have some fun. we got plenty to do. 877-337-6666. Again, me and you for five hours right here on The Fan. And a lot going on, but still, I can't get this. I can't get it out of my head. Ba-da-ba. Uh, nah, I'm a little off today. <clears throat> I'll clean it up. All right. So what are we doing today? I don't know. I can't stop thinking about this Brian Dable star. I'll be honest with you. I'm still focused on the footballs. We're getting ready for divisional weekend. Hopefully it'll be better than wildcard weekend was, other than the glory of watching the Giant fan, at least, watching the two teams we hate most absolutely crap all over themselves. Besides that, the games are awful, and we're expecting more, and I'm still hung up on football, but we'll get to baseball, 877-337-6666. We'll get to a lot of different things. I'm even going to talk some Rangers uh, over the course of this morning, we got Knicks to discuss. We got a lot to discuss, but I cannot stop thinking about this Brian Dable story. And I just, I can't help myself but just rally around this coach and think this is now, the more I think about it, this is a good thing for the New York Giants. This is a good thing. This story coming out and everything surrounding it and moving forward, this is a positive thing. I think we've learned a lot about the coach. I think now we're learning uh, uh, about how he's how he's actually viewed inside the organization and what they should do moving forward and how this should help. It should help Dable and Shane do the right thing. And let me explain. Obviously, we all know the story from Pat Leonard came out yesterday or the day before. My days are all mixed up. Screaming. He's a feisty, fiery guy. The same thing. The same thing that would help turn the franchise around in year one of Brian Dable. The feistiness, the getting in the face of Daniel Jones. All those things that help turn around this franchise and, and turn it from perennial loser to playoff appearance and playoff win is now a a major problem inside the organization. And his feistiness and his fire and his game day actions are now causing a problem that no one seems to be able to work around and everybody wants out. No, boy, I love it. I'll tell you why I love it. I love it because he's the head coach. He's the leader of this team. There is no doubt about it. Is he gone about it in a, in a couple of different ways than you'd probably like to? Yeah, that's fine. You learn from those things. But ultimately, he's learned the most important thing. And that's, it's got to be his show. Right? Sometimes that can be a bad thing if the guy's an idiot. If it's Joe Judge. Right? If it's, if it's obviously some of the other coaches that they've gone through 
uh, since they've had Tom Coughlin, who also ran it like his show, and he adapted as things progressed and as he realized he was doing things that was rubbing people the wrong way, and he had problems with his players and had to form a you know a veteran council. Brian Dable does not have problems with his players. Brian Dable runs a little hot, and Brian Dable during games can get a little hot on the mic, and Brian Dable can be hard on his coaches, but ultimately... He is the man here. And there was a power struggle or there was some sort of thing between him and Wink. There's been some things between him and coaching staffs. And there's, I believe, obviously the GM even has some concern about it. He's on the mic, listening to the headset, going through and, and listening through games to see the dynamic between Brian Dable and the coaching staff. And yet Wink is gone. The linebacking coaches, Wilkins, who were right there with Wink, who probably link, leaked the story initially to Glazier about the relationship between the two uh, sides, they're gone, everybody's gone, and Joe Shane and Brian Dable are sitting at that table giving end-of-season press press conferences. And the team responded. The players respond to this coach. They responded last year to this coach. They responded at the end of this year to this coach. Now, did he have a great year? No, he didn't. He didn't. And at the beginning of the season, this team showed up to the year looking like they didn't know how to play football and weren't ready to play football. And that's on him. And that's what probably led to this. And losing breeds dysfunction. That's how it works. And we've learned from Pat Leonard's story, this is not new. This happened last year. Yelling at coaches, blaming them, throwing, you know, I mean, some of the reports, it sounds bad when you read it, right? When you read it back and you go, geez, he's he's throwing He's telling coaches they're going to lose the game like they did against the Jets. Not only blaming what's going, blaming what's going on currently on the on the defensive coaching staff, but he's blaming it on p- past results on the coaching staff in the middle of games as they're trying to make calls. It's too much. He's going after Kafka. He's taking away play calling. He's giving back play calling. He's 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 yelling. He's this. He's that. It's probably all too much, and he's learning from it. But ultimately, he knows it's his team, and with knowing that the GM is on headset and that he's being listened to, it still doesn't stop him. This is his football team, and things are going to be done his way or it's not going to be done, and that's how it should be. And as you move forward here, I'll tell you why it makes me feel positive because I'm under the belief that the New York Giants do not have a quarterback. And now I realize what's going on with this coach and the fire he's under right now and the the different leaks that have come out and and all the stories and this is this sounds terrible and it makes you question about hiring coaches meanwhile he's out there hiring running back coaches and they're out there hiring uh you know training staff and and they're taking care of business and they're having interviews and they'll be fine this isn't going to cost them anything and uh Paul Schwartz came out with another story today about how still inside the organization he is the view has not changed Last year's success, and it should, because it's easy to forget. This team wasn't any good last year. It wasn't good this year. But last year, this coach changed the way this football team competed. He changed how the quarterback turned the ball over. He changed how they coached. He changed how they played in end-of-game situations. He dragged this franchise from the abyss into a winning team. And despite that, and and despite a terrible, uh, for the most part, roster— We all knew it was a rebuild. And I went into this season last year saying, 
I would not be surprised if this team is not as successful. I expected them to be a better football team in some ways, and they weren't. But I knew there was a chance this team would be less successful, and the success of last year could in some ways come back to haunt them because nobody ever wants to see regression. That initial jump was so high and went from absolutely nowhere, bottom of the league, to a playoff victory on the road that that jump was so high, a a regression was probably due. And nobody likes regression. And so to have that, to have them deal with it, he did not deal with losing well, and you're learning that. And show me a coach who does deal with losing well, and I'll show you a losing head coach. But right now, Shane and Dable realize one thing. As everything circles around this, and as obviously the head coaches that have been released and are now available, whether it be Vrabel, whether it be Harbaugh, or whether it be Bill Belichick, who everybody now you turn to, he's connections to the Giants, his history as the defensive coordinator, obviously the greatest coach in NFL history, looking for a job, interviewing with the lousy Falcons. Wouldn't it just be a perfect fit? Wouldn't it be just a simple transition to bring Bill Belichick in here? I mean, if you're not sure about Dable and he's acting like a baby on the sidelines and he's screaming at his coaching staff and he's being unproductive and he's and he's not having any solutions, it's just all retroactive and he's just complaining about previous things, oh, wouldn't it be simple? Wouldn't it be so simple just to go get the greatest coach in NFL history and change everything? No. No. And what you've got from the Paul Schwartz uh, report earlier yesterday is that nothing has changed inside the organization in how they feel about him. But the positive thing for me, the thing that is now starting to make me feel better about this story and what it might lead to is the idea that Brian Dable and Joe Shane realize how precious this thing is and how quickly losing changes all the dynamics because they were sitting pretty. Let's be honest. In Joe Shane, we trust. In Brian Dable, we trust. Coach of the year, best coach team uh, in the NFL, arguably. Uh, especially coming off all the coaches the Giants have had. You got, this is the team, you found your coach, you're going to buy into it. They've done an incredible job. How they turn this around, they figured out a way to give him the contract and get Saquon Barkley on the franchise tag, and Saquon Barkley didn't hold out. Everything was peaches and cream leading into that Dallas game where they got worked. Absolutely worked. And a team that's still in rebuild mode built such expectations, and this city has such expectations for them that the minute things do not look like they are trending in the absolute right direction, this thing could fall apart. They are now on the hot seat for year three. There is no question about it. Both the GM, the head coach, particularly because of this story now, to add on to the fact that they had this losing, miserable season, they are now on the hot seat. And do you know what they hopefully will realize now that they're on the hot seat, now that the idea that this rebuild could be at its end already at year three, and they will have to actually have some winning done inside this franchise, you know what they should realize? They should realize the same thing that Brian Dable realizes game to game, week to week, sideline to sideline, that it's his team. That he needs to do things his way. And his way and Shane's way is to develop a young quarterback. And that's why I don't want Bill Belichick. I love Bill Belichick. I suggested Bill Belichick at different times for this franchise for a while. 
But what you saw from Bill Belichick over the last handful of years of his career, as great as a career as it is, I don't want him to be the GM of this team, and I view Brian Dable and Joe Shane as a package deal. You are not going to bring in Belichick and keep Joe Shane. So Joe Shane would be gone. And I don't trust Bill Belichick as a GM, nor do I want to bring in another GM to work with him. And the other thing is what he's done. I know he developed or was part of the development team that got the greatest quarterback in the history of football. But Brady was going to be great. He just was. And while I give him credit for it, absolutely, I still look at the last few years and what happened to Mac Jones and the decisions he made at the coaching staff and different things. I don't know if I trust him right now to develop another quarterback. So if I'm bringing in Bill Belichick, I'm riding with Daniel Jones, and that's not what I want. And I want, hopefully, the organization to still have faith in the two men they hired and what they were hired to do. And Joe Shane and Brian Dable need to realize that this thing could be over in a heartbeat. And if you don't do what every GM and coach, especially offensive coaches, and especially guys who got their job because they drafted and developed Josh Allen, if you don't do this now, if you don't get this quarterback and develop him and try and change this franchise, this could be over next year. And you might go through your tenure, and who knows, maybe you're only one as GM or coach and never get to do what you're designed to do. Develop and draft a franchise quarterback. And it probably helps you inside the organization and buys you time and gives you that time to develop this whole entire roster and team and do that rebuild. And maybe started a year too late. And maybe disappoint some fans with the idea of a young quarterback and a transition and doing some different things and, and, and going about building this team. But this roster still makes sense for me to build this team, to draft a quarterback. And we're seeing with Stroud how quickly, and even Love, right? A team, and we'll get into this, Love and oh, This was a team that Rodgers couldn't win with. And here's Love beating the Cowboys in Dallas. How quickly he turned things around. How quickly C.J. Stroud can turn things around. This whole thing is a positive for me because we're hearing now from other sources in the Paul Schwartz story that this franchise and the ownership group still believe in Shane and Dable, but they've got a glimpse into how fragile this all could be. It could get twisted real quick and you are on the hot seat for next year. Do what you do best and don't allow this tenure and your job to come and go without getting your guy and without changing this franchise. Go do it. So you know what? It's a positive for me because it reinforces who's running this team what they're good at and what they should do, which is ultimately what's best for the New York Giants. Get a young quarterback and develop them. And they got to do it now because they might not get next year with Daniel Jones. They might got not get after next year with a veteran quarterback to play the first couple of games until Daniel Jones is healthy and then go about it with a Daniel Jones recovering from a, a, a torn ACL. Who knows what that looks like? You know what it looks like? It probably looks like a struggle. And then it also looks like, where do you turn to from there? How do you sell on keeping your job third year, second straight year of losing? How do you sell that you should still be the head coach and GM of this team? How do you do it? 
You start that rebuild, that year one, and the winning changed. Go back to it, draft the young quarterback, develop it, and let's really have this Dable and Shane era. Learn from the mistakes you've made. Learn from the idea that you're you're a bit harsh during game day. Adjust, adapt. That's what the best coaches do. So this storyline, and I'm, the more I think about it, the more positive I am about it because his flaws have been exposed. Fix them. And now we're realizing, and I'm hoping they realize, that they could be out of a job in a year with the impending pressure that they're getting from this story around the NFL, the coaches, the fans, everyone. If this thing goes bad next year with Daniel Jones and no real idea of a future ahead, they could be out of a job. And if the two of them think it's okay or they're comfortable with losing this giant job without ever doing what they were brought here to do, drafting and developing a quarterback, it'll be a damn shame. 877-337-6666. So I'm all in on Dable. I'm all in on Shane. And I'm all in on the idea that this story is not a negative. It is a positive. Because the best future is a, for the Giants is a future with a young quarterback. And a quarterback in this draft. And this should reinforce to them that they have to do what they were brought here to do so they can sell themselves to this franchise and to this fan base of we are going in the right direction. Daniel Jones and losing with Daniel Jones doesn't do that. We've seen coaches do that. Let's go get a quarterback and develop the hell out of him. 877-337-6666. We got plenty to do over the next... Four and a half hours or so, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers, and oh my God, what an indictment it would be. Imagine the Packers beat the Niners. Oh my God, Jet fans, how could you even believe that Rodgers could win a game if that happens? Ridiculous. We'll get to the Mets and how they're ready to compete. The Knicks are looking to make a trade, and the Rangers bounce back after the la- uh, of the last two games after struggling for a while, but still have struggles. And do have holes to fix if they're going to want to be a Stanley Cup champion. We'll get all to that. We'll mix in some fun with some different things. But we're going to have a good time. Me and you, 877-337-6666. I got you till 5 o'clock as usual on our five-hour midnight ride.